and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer, sponsor this program, follow us on Twitter, or even like us on Facebook. We can be found at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Hey, Twyla, how are you doing? Hey, LJ Renee, I am blessed and highly favored. Amen. I am inspired by a text message that I saw shared among a Christian group at work. There's actually a Christian group at work, first of all, that's a blessing, but they were debating Mm -hmm. some things about morality and so forth. And and someone posted a text message. It was a picture and it had a basically a cross. And on one side it had modern Jesus and on the other side it had biblical Jesus. And it just made a comparison uh, between what we hear people espousing as the modern Jesus and what the Bible says about Jesus. And I'll give you a couple of examples, but, but then at the bottom it says, just so we're clear. Uh, the world says preaches only on love but the biblical Jesus according to the scriptures preaches God's righteousness the modern Jesus according to the world gives you health and wealth and that's all that we talk about but the biblical Jesus gives you salvation hope peace and joy and don't we know those are those are in and of themselves wealth right the modern Jesus never says anything negative, but we know when we read the scriptures that the biblical Jesus, the Jesus in the scriptures, warns of sin, judgment, and hell. This is the same Jesus that went into the temple and flipped over a table, the same one that spoke to uh, those who called themselves believers and said, your father is the devil. I mean, Jesus was in in the days that he walked the earth, Jesus was not soft on sin for sure and was not so worried about uh, offending others and being inclusive that he watered down the truth of the gospel. Uh, you know, we would, the world would have you think that he walked around on eggshells so that everybody would like him. But the truth is he offended everybody and the world hated him. Uh, that's why they crucified him. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I love the I love the uh, comparison between the modern Jesus and the biblical Jesus. Amen, amen. That is something. That's a good comparison. Very good comparison. Okay, I'm going to read Psalms 100 in the King James Praise. version. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing know ye that the lord he is god it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves and we are his people and the sheep of his pasture enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise 
Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Amen. And from the Passion Translation, those same four verses in Psalm 100 says, lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it. Everyone, everywhere, worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh, our God, for he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. Uh, verse four, the first part of verse four says, you can come uh, right into his, pre well, it says you can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. And that's what we just want to talk about is the password of praise. That is how you enter into his presence. Dear God, we thank you for this your word, and we thank you for this time that we have set aside. We thank you for the words that you have placed upon our heart. May we share them in such a way that they bring life and edification to those who hear them, that they become water and refreshing uh, water to those who are thirsty and bread for those who are hungry. We thank you, God, for showing us the revelation and giving us the understanding that the password into your presence is praise. So we bless your name in Jesus name. Amen. 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 You know, uh, we, we work on computers and even if you don't work on computers, it, it would be true on your cell phone uh, that there are oftentimes, we oftentimes use passwords to access things. Most times we use passwords to access things. And when you think of the purpose of a password, the intent and purpose of a password is to allow access to someone who's supposed to have it and to prevent access from someone who's not supposed to have it. So when you have my password, you can access things that you are hopefully supposed to access because you have my password and you mm -hmm. can't access those things if you don't have my password because you're probably not supposed to be accessing those things. So when we talk about the presence of God, of course, the presence of God, uh, it's, it's not a, it's not a secret place in terms of you cannot get into it, but there is a requirement or a password for you to get there. But he doesn't keep it a secret. And that's the thing. I don't know if you've ever seen those billboards. I've seen them in New York, I think. But the I think it was the, the CEO of uh, LifeLock. And they posted a social security number, their nine-digit social security number on the side of a bus because they believe that their product called LifeLock is effective enough to prevent people from stealing your identity, even if they had your social security number. So he posted, assuming it's real, he posted his social security number across the side of a public bus and 
basically as a challenge to anyone who thinks they can take his social security number and break into his identity because he believes the product called LifeLock will prevent you from doing that because you're not supposed to use his identity. And so I just, I just find it so, uh, I don't know about you, but I find it so intriguing that God has uh, set a password to get into his presence, but it's not a super secret password. He publishes it and puts it on public display and tells you what it is. And if you want into his presence, all you've got to do is give the password or use the password of praise. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and give thanks to him and bless his holy name. It it gives it, like you said, it gives the instructions right here. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you for all that you've done. I thank you for being my God. I thank you for being my healer, my deliverer. I thank you for being my safety. I thank you for surrounding me with your glory. I mean, all those things that God, and, and, and as you praise the Lord, as you praise him, as you give thanksgiving, it's open up, it's opening up a treasure. It's just like we've heard many times before that when a child uh, uh, praises or when a, a parent praises the child, it builds that confidence up in, you know, in that child. People love to hear praise. And of course, God doesn't need our confidence, but just to say thank you for what he's done, well, for what he's done and what he's doing in your life, it opens up his heart to give you even more of uh to just give you even more of what he has for you it's good to give thanks unto the lord matter of fact i think there's a psalm that says it's a good thing to give thanks unto lord unto the lord and we shall bless his holy name giving thanks unto god unlocks treasures absolutely and he doesn't even though it's a password he makes it public and and fully displayed and he doesn't even limit who can use it. He That's says, right. He says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. It is a command that if you are breathing, inhale, exhale, if you can do that, he has commanded that you praise him. And that praise becomes your password or your access into his presence. You say, I don't know how to get into the presence of God. I, I tell you one thing, if you start blessing his name, he'll come see about uh, what is all of that, you know, what's going on there. Paul and Silas were in the prison, in the inner prison, and they were in shackles and the prison doors had been locked and they were guarded. And the Bible says that at midnight, they began to pray and sing praises unto God. And when they did, God caused a rumbling and an earthquake. I just believe when the earthquake is happening, it's God, uh, you know, adjusting himself to, mm. you know, who is down there blessing my name in the inner prison. I mean, no matter where you are, you, you owe him a fabulous, wonderful, glorious praise because he has been so unconditionally good to you. If you will mm -hmm. bless his name in spite of what you're going through, in spite of what you feel, you will experience the very presence of God. I don't know where his presence is. Bless his name. His presence will be where you are. He will come and inhabit the praises of his people. He will pray. He will inhabit the praises that you raise up to him. So if you want to 
feel the, the presence of God, start blessing his name. If you want to be uh, in the inner courts of God, start praising him. And I promise you that when you do, God, God will appear where you are in his power and in his glory because he inhabits the praises that you send up to him. Also, when we think about the when we think about the whole book of Psalms and just how uh, the psalmist offered praise and glory and honor to God, I mean, it just it, it reminds us in good times, bless his name, in difficult times, bless his yeah. name, in challenging times, bless his name, on the mountaintop, bless his name. When you don't know what else to do, bless his name. Even when uh, Israel and Jehoiakim, when they had King Jehoshaphat and they were going to battle, he said, you don't need to fight in this battle. Just go into war, march against the army, lift up your hands and bless my name. And mm -hmm. when they did, God sent heaven to fight for them. If you will bless his name, he will miraculously move on your behalf. Give it a try. Yes. What do you have to lose? Yes. You know what, Twilight, when you said that, I remember uh, the Lord, I had a dream. I think he has given me a vision. And exactly, in somewhat of what you're saying, um, I was, you know, praising the Lord. But as I looked off into the distance, I saw the angels of the Lord. Um, a matter of fact, I didn't really know who it was or what it was, but their hands were extended upward. And I said, what is that? And the spirit of the Lord spoke and says, that's the angels giving praise on your behalf. And I'm telling you, when that revelation came, I'm thinking to myself that um, just the, as we praise, the angels get involved in those praises as well and prevent things from happening. And especially when you are afflicted, when your soul is afflicted, when you're, you know, feeling depressed or some kind of way, then the sacrifice is giving him that praise out of that condition of, of, um, of sadness. And as you give him the praise, that that sadness or affliction lifts off of you and you've experienced the presence and the joy of the Lord. Amen. And there is joy in blessing his name. Even when you said about lifting up uh, our hands, uh, the, the psalmist said, let the lifting of my hands be even as the evening sacrifice. Mm. In other words, they used to bring goats and turtle doves and, and uh, bullocks and sacrifice them on the altar as a form of, of, of honor and and praise and worship to God as a sacrifice. And he said, when I lift my, we don't, we don't kill the do goats and turtle doves on the altar anymore. But he said, when I lift my hands in your presence, let that be my offering to you. Let the lifting of my hands be even as the evening mm. sacrifice. And Psalms 144 says, teach my hands to fight and my fingers to war. And that just means when I lift my hands, let that be the, the weapon of my warfare. Let my That's praise right. be my 
be my uh, uh, defense and let my praise be my offense. Let my praise be my weapon. When I lift my hands to you and you're teaching my hands uh, to, to fight and my fingers, uh, my hands to fight and my fingers to war and the lifting of my hands is like the evening sacrifice. So when I lift my hands in blessing and I open my mouth in adoration, I am going to war in the supernatural Heaven is fighting for me. And I uh, promise you, if you will do the same, lift your hands in adoration and praise and bless his name that when you do, he will begin to, to move and shift some things that have been troubling you because you, that that's one thing I know, you cannot bless his name and he not come and see about you. God will respond. Respond to the to the praises that rise from the earth. Yes, and you know that's exactly what David did. It, my strike, the Lord said he's a he's a man after his own heart. And when you read the Psalms that David wrote, you know he might go in one way with a soul afflicted when he or maybe complaining or he you know don't understand some things. But before that Psalm is over, he's praising the Lord, and it's like he doesn't leave there until he lifts up a praise unto God because he knows who he is and he knows that if, if he was able to get through anything through the attacks of his enemy, whatever, he knows that he was going to have to praise the Lord. He was going to have to give thanks because he realized that if it had not been for the Lord on, matter of fact, if it had not been for the Lord on the side, where would I be? And that's the praise that we have to lift up before the Lord. Um, I was reading in Psalms 94, and it says, when I said my foot is slipping, your unfailing love supported me. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Now, I'm telling you, this is a praise to God, lifting up that praise, remembering what God has done for you, and see what God will continue to do in the time of trouble. I should call upon his name. The Bible says those who call upon the name of Jesus, they shall be saved. And even as you mentioned before, when Paul and Silas was in the jail, their praise was so strong that it shook, you know, the, the jail cell. And it says that the doors of the jail was open. And so the praises have to be powerful for even for that to, to happen. And just think what it does in our situation that in spite of our situation, that we can still give praise unto the Lord and we can bless his holy name and that we can expect through the praise that he will move on our behalf. Amen. And don't How let awesome. anything or anyone steal your praise. He mm. is worthy. You know, they used to say, uh, there are two times when God, uh, when you ought to bless his name, when he is worthy. And it says, when you feel like it and when you don't, no matter mm -hmm. what you're going through, it doesn't change the worthiness of God. It doesn't change his greatness and his godness. It doesn't change the fact that he is worthy from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same. And I promise you, even when we pray every morning, I, I always start off my prayer with, I, I'd like to start off with a scripture, but always with a praise. I'm mm -hmm. always blessing his name, telling him how great he is. Before you ask for anything, before you uh, ask God to do anything for you, start telling him how much you love him, how special he is, how amazing he's been in your life. 
makes the, and, and this is not something hopefully that you have to hype yourself up to do. He has just been that good in our lives. I mean, he has been better than good to each and every one of us. If you look back over your life and you, the song said, begin to think things over, you can surely say that you've been blessed and you have a testimony. You have a reason to bless his name. Mm. Well, no doubt you have a reason, you know, and just thinking about even remembering the things that he has done for you. You know, if you just sit back and meditate, remember how he set you free. Remember the things that he's done. Remember. And even as you were speaking to Ireland, I was thinking, you know, uh, uh, saying to the Lord, Lord, break through, break in upon me the praises of uh, to bless your holy name. And, and I say that because. And as I said before, sometimes you can just feel some kind of way. You, you just don't, you know, you just feel down or whatever. And that God will break in on you, break through. And you begin to remember the things that God has done. And then you begin to render a praise unto him. And you bless his name for the things that he's done. And from doing that, you're thinking about the past. You're remembering the things that he's done. But that praise will take you into the future and speak and decree some things that God has spoken unto you or the desires of your heart. I mean, that's what praise does. You don't only remember the things of the past that he's done, but it'll take you into your into the future. It'll, it'll elevate your expectations. It, it'll elevate your confidence because he's right there in the midst of you now because he stepped in, he stepped in. And I don't know, sometimes you hear people who testify said, when I couldn't even say a word, he said, the only thing I could do is lift up my hands. That's a praise with even within in itself to say, I'm not conquered. I'm victorious in God. And he can read the lifting up of your hands. Even if you don't say a word, he still know the meditation of your heart. Even if you don't speak it, lifting up your hands, he still knows. He still knows that he's, that he's being praised. He still knows that you are magnifying his name. He still knows that you love him. If you can't even say a word, just lift up your hands. Amen. And in Lamentations 3, uh, the, the scripture says that this I recall to mind and therefore I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercies. Sometimes you just got to go back and think on mm. what he has done for you and where he has brought you from. If praise seems difficult for you, and I'm not going to say it's never been difficult for me. If praise seems difficult for you, recall to mind the things he has done and where he's brought you from. And, and this is what, and what he said. says. It is of the Lord. When I think about this, he said, mm. I have hope. I, my countenance is uplifted because it is of the Lord's mercies. I am not consumed. I shouldn't even be here, but his Ooh. compassions have been everlasting. Every morning they're new. His faithfulness never ends. The Lord is my portion. That's what my soul says. And therefore I have hope in God. When you start thinking that, you know, we used to say it like this in the Pentecostal church. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, <laughs> all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I praise God for saving me. When you think of the pit he delivered you from, when you think of the hell he rescued you from, when you think of the destruction that he prevented you from uh, going into the calamity that he 
kept you from. When you think of all that the Lord has done, it ought to put a hope in your soul and a praise in your heart. And you ought to bless his name with all of your soul. And, and even even in the Psalm, I think it was uh, Psalms 42, uh, the psalmist says, why, you know, when you feel a little down and disquieted and and and, and a little sad, he's, he's, he's encouraged himself. He says, why are you cast down, oh, my soul? He said, I'm going to hope in God. When you put your hope and trust in God, things just look and feel a little bit better because he can handle all of it. And you owe him a wonderful praise. Yes. You know, I was just reading it in Psalms 98. It talks about sing a new song. And it's penned by David. He said, go ahead and sing your brand new song to the Lord. That's a song that's not written down on paper, being copyrighted and published. That's the song that comes from your innermost being that you sing. Have you ever done that? When you just, you could be sitting in your car or you just could be sitting down, even combing your hair, whatever. And just the songs come out of your spirit. It's not one that you heard from before. It's not one that's been sung by your favorite psalmist. This is a song that comes from your heart and you begin to sing unto the Lord. And, and that is a new song, something that's not been heard before. It says he is famous for his miracles and marvels. For he is victorious through his mighty power and holy strength. Everyone knows how God has saved us, for he has displayed his justice throughout history. He never forgets to show his love and faithfulness, how kind he has been to Israel. And I didn't read the whole thing, but just the, the part was saying, sing a new song unto the Lord. There's different situations that you'll find yourself in. And you will find that whatever situation you're in, God is right there. And from that, when he delivers you or he gives you a revelation uh, of, of, the, of the situation that you're in, I just know that a song has to be in your heart. A praise has to be in your heart to sing unto the Lord because you remember that it is him that has brought you out. It is him that has given you that revelation. It is him that have carried you through. And therefore, that song of praise come forth out of out of your spirit. And, you know, sometimes it's just songs that you've heard before. Even last week, we talked about how just uh, the psalm uh, that came out of my spirit, Psalm 27. And I repeated it verb verbatim until the third or the fourth verse. And, and then it just sprung up out of my spirit. It was a praise unto the Lord about how he will defeat my enemies. And it's a reminder, and he's reminding you that he will, if you put your trust in him, he will defeat your enemies. And from out of that, that praise will go forth, telling God that he is, my, he is my God. He is my savior. He's my keeper. That praise that, just, that goes up to God as a result of us surrendering to God. He's awesome. There's no one like him in all the earth. He is God. And beside him, there is none other. Amen. Psalms 30. He's wonderful. He's he wonderful. Is so wonderful. So holy. So magnificent. Yes. So Psalms 34 and 3 says, magnify the Lord with me 
and let us exalt his name together. We want to give you, we have given you the, the password into his presence and the password is praise. And we want to encourage you to use that password every opportunity you get. Don't let a day go by that you don't access that password. There's a thing about passwords that I'm sure you know if you've used them. If you don't use it for a while, you might yep. start forgetting it. So we don't want you to forget this password. We want you to bless his name every day you wake up. Say, thank you, Jesus. The fact that you can breathe, inhale, exhale, that's enough to bless his name. If you can walk, if you can talk, if you can think and reason, if you can hear and see, taste and smell, bless his name. If you've got a roof over your head, and even if you don't, bless his name. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you are experiencing, no matter what your circumstance is today, Bless the name of Jesus. We invite you to magnify the Lord with us and let us all exalt his name together. We should come into his presence with thanksgiving. Say thank you, Jesus, and enter into his courts with praise. And I promise you, if you start your day with praise, if you keep the password upon your heart and keep it ever in the front of your mind, it will be difficult to complain throughout the day because every time you think you want to complain, a praise will well up because you'll start thinking, it rained where I was today. It rained really hard where I was today. But guess what? I can thank him because the grass is green and the trees and the flowers are blooming. The rain allows that to happen. So yes. Each life, a little rain does and must fall because the rain is needed to grow the things that have been planted. So even though, you know, it's not pleasant when it's raining, but it's needful and necessary. So it's just a matter of looking at it from a God perspective. And no matter what's going on, rain or shine, he's worthy, worthy to be praised. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And if you want to end with, uh, let's let's just uh, offer a prayer of praise and thanksgiving to God. We're going to bless his name. We invite you to bless and magnify him with us. Let your praise, let your prayer be a praise before the presence of God. And I promise you, you will experience him in the fullness if you keep on blessing his name. Amen. I, I'm going to just read the Psalm 34, which you, was talking about, which you were talking about in the Passion Bible. I'm not going to read it all, but this is just a praise. And it says, Lord, I'm bursting with joy over what you have done for me. My lips are full of perpetual praise. I'm boasting of you in all your works. So let all who are discouraged take heart. Join me, everyone. Let's praise the Lord together. Let's make him famous. Let's make his name gl uh, glorious to all. Listen to my testimony. I cried to God in my distress and he answered me and he freed me from all of my fears. Amen and amen. Come on church. And I want to be close to you. I lift my hands. I lift Somebody lift him. I lift my hands.
said so the devil will hear you. Praise is who I am. for tuning in. This has been Twyla Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? Come visit us at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We'd like you to join us for morning prayer. Follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. Even see how you can sponsor this show. Again, it's www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. <laughs>